Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And we're sisters, and we talk about murder, and we laugh inappropriately, but that's just because we're awkward. It's not because we're disrespectful. So if you're new here, please try not to take offense. It's just, it's a problem. (laughs) Yes, thank you. It's (laughs) it's not a problem. It's a coping mechanism. But we're not here to talk about uh, our internal struggles as individuals. Not yet, anyway. No, yeah. Stick around for the end. There'll be plenty of that, I'm sure. But let's dive right in to Sadie's case. What are you covering tonight, Sadie? This is the story of the atrocious acts of Brent J. Brents. Oh, get out of here. I know. Brent J. Brents. Brent Brents. (laughs) Yeah. When I found this guy, I didn't know what he had done. I knew he did something bad. But when I saw his name, I was like, I don't care what he's done. I'm going to talk about him on our podcast. It's exquisite. It's a fabulous name. And this guy is a month. Turns out, yeah, he does not deserve that beautiful name because he's a piece of shit. Nope. Tell us everything. So we talk often on the podcast about people just being born bad, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, today, I think I have a very good and terrible example of someone who, depending on who you talk to, seems to have just come out of the womb with an urge to cause chaos, terror, and pain everywhere he went. Oh, I have chills. Mm -hmm. Brent J. Brents was born on May 12th, 1969 in Lockney, Texas. He was the oldest of his siblings and had a younger sister and brother. His family moved often during his childhood because his dad worked in security and in the oil fields, and his mom was a factory worker and pastor. According to Brent's mother, who doesn't like to be named in connection with her son, Mm. he was always a difficult child and had been born with a terrible temper. She described him as very willful, extremely intelligent, and easily angered. She blamed much of his frustration on the learning disabilities he had, including dyslexia. Quote, Mm -hmm. he was so frustrated he'd get in fights at school, she said. Brents loved the outdoors. The first time he went hunting with his dad, he was just two months old. And by the time he was eight, Brents was an adept tracker and hunter. He was also very athletic, excelled at sports, especially running. Brent started to get in trouble with the law when he was only six years old. Oh, come on. When he was arrested for vandalism and destruction of property. At nine, he was arrested for burglary and vandalism. 
According to his mother, the first time he hit her, he was 10. This was also the same time he began hanging out with a rough crowd and he started smoking pot. By the time he was 12, he had blackened his mother's eyes, thrown her across a room, and knocked her out cold. Oh my god. Quote, you know how most people have 911 as their first number on their speed dial? Well, my first number was a 24-hour number to the police, and my second was to his probation officer. Oh, count your blessings, Sadie mm-hmm. Eck. I know. I have thought about my kids a lot writing the story and I just bet. how like goofy they are thank god i have goofy kids you know yeah not murderous Mm -hmm. violent children yeah so brents and his father who was a strict christian did not get along and would also fight but brents wouldn't get physical with his father like he did with his mom Hmm. his dad did his best to protect his wife and other children from his oldest son but worked long hours and wasn't home often when Brents was 12, he was charged with the sexual assault of a seven-year-old girl Oof. and was placed in the Wyoming Children's Home, where he only spent a few months. And I'm just going to tell you now that this is story is just chocked full of rape and child mm. molestation and um, terrible things. I'm, I will not go into the details, um, mm-hmm. but if it's just not a trigger warning, basically, like, go ahead and skip this one if... You can't handle that. Yep. After he was released at 13 years old, he beat his mother so badly she wasn't sure she'd survive. What? At 13? Mm Mm-hmm. Holy shit. During that attack, he ripped the phone out of the wall so she couldn't call for help. Mm. Soon after this attack, Brunts was taken into custody after being arrested on charges of arson for Mm. killing multiple neighborhood dogs with a 45 caliber gun for the sexual assault of a six-year-old child and for throwing a switch that derailed five cars from a cargo train wow you are not kidding when you said this kid is just an agent of fucking chaos yes 13 years old and i kept finding like i had to piece together a lot from different sources (laughs) so i would find like one source that would talk about how he beat his mom up when really badly when he was 13 and then i found another source that was like and then he derailed a train at 13 and then another source was like oh he killed dog. i was like what is happening wow like so many things unbelievable at this point brent's officially dropped out of school and would only spend a few months in a detention center for those terrible charges and again oh. i it was hard to piece together he he was in and out of juvenile detention and other homes so frequently that it was really hard for me to, you know, I'm guessing that when he was 13, he did one, like he got charged with arson and he spent a month in, Uh you know, juvenile detention. And then he got out and immediately did something else and got put back in sort of thing. You know, I don't think it was like he did all of those things and got charged all at once and then only spent a few months. Yep. Does that make sense? Yes. I think it was a lot of like ping pong balling around doing terrible things and getting small sentences. Totally. And we know enough about kids and people like him to know that. And we worked in a group home and we know firsthand that when you have somebody who's that much of a problem child, the system loves to bounce them in and out. Right. Right. Like somebody Mm -hmm. who's that violent and that 
dangerous and volatile probably is I mean, even juvenile detention is going to be like, okay, you're good. Have a mm-hmm. good life. Goodbye. You know, yeah, they're just right. causing, he's just causing too many problems. Yep. Right. And I, when I was thinking about, um, you know, like how could he be charged twice with, you know, sexual assault on children and not be like locked away. But then I think about, you know, some of the kids that we worked with yep. and group homes and they, they did some really terrible shit, but they were still kids, you know, and they, yeah. Exactly. Needed to not be just in juvenile detention. So, yeah. Um, you know, it just sort of reminded me that yeah, the child predators need to be do need to be treated differently in some instances. For sure. So yeah. So while he was in the detention center for those terrible crimes, his mother learned that in just the first few weeks that Brents was accused of sexually assaulting other children inmates. Ah, oh, of course he was. Of course he was. Mm-hmm. God. When she asked for the details of his crimes and his mental state, corrections officials refused to tell her. They would only say that they were, quote, assessing him and handling it. She was told it would be better if she didn't know the details. Uh Uh-huh. So he would spend the next few years in and out of juvenile detention, and he would be charged again at 16 for the sexual assault of a fellow inmate. Despite his incredibly lengthy criminal record, in 1990, when Brents turned 18, he was released back out into the world. He would waste I'm, no time. Sorry, I'm still, I'm kind of caught up. I didn't know how to react to them telling his mother that she didn't know, need to know the details. But what is the rationale in telling the mother of a child, a deeply troubled child, that she doesn't need to know the details? You know? I, yeah. Like, it's misogynistic. It's yes. condescending. It's... Yes dangerous as fuck (laughs) yeah like don't worry your pretty little head with it sort of yeah or even you know even if you're trying to protect her like you're you're putting a bunch of other people at risk including her if she doesn't know what her son is capable of i mean she does but right you know like he's going to be released back into her custody exactly she's the one advocating for his care so she definitely needs to worry about it god yes yeah so when Brents turned 18, he was released back out into the world. He would waste no time to victimize more people, including two young children. Mm. He would later explain to his psychologist while serving time in the Colorado State Mental Hospital that he took his rage out on innocent children as a way to deal with his terrible feelings he had inside himself. Mm-hmm. After his release at 18, he started having troubles with his girlfriend and was also using heroin and meth. When he found out his girlfriend was cheating on him, the two got into a fight, and he said he felt like killing her. Instead, he left the house full of feelings of anger and rejection. He stopped by a local convenience store, where he spotted a six-year-old boy that he knew from around town. Oh, God. He gave the child some money for video games and then lured him out of the store. (laughs) He then took the boy behind the building and raped him at knife point in the store's dumpster. Oh, my God. Just 10 days later, he abused a nine-year-old girl. This time, he told his psychiatrist that he was still dealing with his homicidal thoughts towards his girlfriend, and he was also dealing with a neighbor who was spreading rumors that the two of them were having an affair. He was upset by this because he felt like he was too good for this woman and would never really sleep with her. Mm. He retaliated by shooting her dogs. He vandalized her car and considered killing her husband. Oh, my God. But this wasn't enough for him. 
He would later tell his psychiatrist, quote, I had to do it again. I just wanted somebody to hurt. It was a decision. Yep. yep. Oh, God. What do you do? What do you do with a person like this? Yeah. Somebody give me the answers. I need to know. It's just wild. When he saw the daughter of the woman who'd been spreading the rumors out in her yard alone, he took it as an opportunity to lead her into his garage and raped her in his truck again at knife point. Nine years old. Oh, my God. Instead of quelling his anger, he said it only made it worse. Uh He was soon arrested for these heinous crimes and was offered a plea deal to avoid putting the victimized children on the stand. Brent's happily accepted the plea, but the court still had to decide where he should spend his time in prison. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity for one of the rape charges, but then was found guilty, like plain old guilty, of the other charge. Uh He was sentenced to 20 years to be served at the state mental hospital. Wow. Uh, I I saw a interview with a prosecutor for these cases, and she was like, yeah, we just thought that maybe if we could get him into the mental hospital that he could receive treatment and like actually be yeah um, helped you know and he was young and maybe we could get him back into society in 20 years she's like i thought 20 years would be enough yeah it's a long time enough treatment that he would be okay which is why she agreed to the plea right yes logically i mean yes i think right and it's like i think that's (laughs) smart i think more people should think along those lines exactly and so it's sort of that you know writing the story again it's always that balance of like Mm -hmm. um believing that people deserve a certain quality of life and inmates in prison deserve treatment and also knowing that there are just some people in this world that really need to probably just stay in custody somewhere and be kept from the public yeah, and what is that? That's what I need to know. We'll talk about it more later, but yeah. damn it. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to believe in that. I don't, you know, it goes against everything I believe in, but I just don't. You hear cases like this, and ugh. anyway, yeah. we'll get we'll get to mm-hmm. that later. Right. So while in the, the hospital, he received the diagnosis of antisocial personality disorder, which is sometimes called sociopathy. It's, quote, a mental disorder in which a person consistently shows no regard for right or wrong and ignores the rights and feelings of others. People with antisocial personality disorder tend to antagonize, manipulate, or treat others harshly or with callous indifference. You know, so, it like, yeah. this guy is just, <laughs> he is, like, the definition of someone Big with antisocial time. personality disorder. Big time. They show no guilt or remorse for the behavior. Individuals with antisocial personality disorder often violate the law, becoming criminals. They lie, behave violently or impulsively, and have problems with drug and alcohol use. Mm-hmm. Signs and symptoms include total disregard for right and wrong, persistent lying, being callous and cynical, using charm to manipulate others for personal gain or pleasure, arrogance, uh, recurring problems with the law including criminal behavior, repeatedly violating the rights of others through intimidation and dishonesty, impulsiveness or failure to plan ahead, hostility, significant irritability, agitation, aggression or violence, lack of empathy for others, lack of remorse about harming others, unnecessary risk-taking or dangerous behavior with no regard for the safety of self or others, 
abusive relationships, failure to consider the negative consequences of behavior or learn from them, being consistently irresponsible, repeatedly failing to fulfill work or financial obligations. They have aggression towards people and animals to varying degrees. And I listed mm. them all because this guy has every uh, single <laughs> one. Tick, tick, of tick, these. box, ticked, box, ticked. Right? I was like, well, yeah. I'll just like, I'll give a big general overview. But then I was reading like the diagnosis yeah. criteria and I was yeah. like, oh my God, this guy. <laughs> like, the fucking, he, is, he wrote put him this in the book. book. Put his photo in the book. Yes. Yep. So before the age of 15, Brent showed most of these symptoms. And by the time he was an adult, he seemed to have almost all of them. I would say all of them. Yeah. He admitted to sexually assaulting between 15 to 25 children by the time Holy he turned 18. Shit. Yes. So this is Ugh. this is what he's told his psychiatrist in, you know, <sighs> after getting sentenced to 20 years. Right. During his time at the state hospital, he continued his reign of terror against fellow inmates and the staff. He was constantly moved from one ward to the next as the staff tried to find a spot for Brent's where he wouldn't cause total chaos. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any luck. He had multiple abusive relationships with other inmates, and his doctors all said he was resistant to treatment and continued to be a danger to himself and others. Yeah. After spending just two years at the hospital, he was discharged from their care after doctors determined he was cured and there was nothing more they could do for him. Yeah, see, there you go. I mean, and it, yeah, it is a thing. It's a real ass fucking yeah. thing. There are just some yes. people that our system is not set up to, to, deal to with. do anything yes. with. Yeah. And like, what do yeah. we do? Put them on perpetrator island so they can just like prey mm -hmm. on each other, you know? Like, and, I yeah. don't know, not know what the answer is to that. So Brent's was then sent to prison to complete the rest of his sentence. Brent's mother said that he became a white supremacist while in prison and refused to talk to her about why he did the things he did. Quote, he would only say, I made mistakes in my past, but things are all right now, she said. His mother also claimed he started to study witchcraft as well. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which, wow. This, uh, yeah, it was such a 90s, you know, like such a 90s thing to say. Like white supremacy, yes. Witchcraft, you know, did he learn some spells? To, you know, it's just like just piling it all on. He's like, just I just want to be the darkest I can possibly be. Right. I love Satan. I love witch stuff. Mm -hmm. I love vampire stuff. I love all of it. I'm a sociopath. Right. I Hitler's bring it cool. On. Yeah, exactly. Hitler's cool. Yeah. Despite any indication that Brents had been successfully treated during his time in prison, authorities decided to release him in July of 2004 after he had Oof. served 15 of his 20-year sentence. <sighs> when, when Brent's mother learned he was about to be released, she said, quote, My husband and I begged them not to let him out. I said, he's not ready. They told us he's done his time. Mm. When we found out he was getting out, my husband said, Honey, we need to get a weapon. Mm, honey, you need to get a witness protection plan Seriously. in place. Yeah, there was a reporter that interviewed the mom around this time, around 2004, mm -hmm. and she noticed that they had steel plates on their doors, so he couldn't Fuck. kick the door in. Oh, God, that gives me chills. Yeah. Once out of prison, Brent started committing terrible crimes almost immediately. Wow. wow. He managed to get a girlfriend right away, somehow, like they do. Uh -huh. And she reported to police that he sexually abused her son just weeks after they started dating. 
Oh my god. The Aurora police. So we're just outside of Denver at this point now. Always in Aurora. Guys, Always get out of Aurora. In, uh, Aurora. If you're, if you're listening from Aurora, you got to Fully. go. This Fully. is seriously legitimately like the fourth or fifth case on top of at, like at least. the yeah. movie theater shootings and every, yeah, that place yeah. is a vortex of hell. It really Go, is. run for yes. your lives. I'm sure it's beautiful, but go, go away. Get out of there. Damn it. Yep. So the Aurora Police Department asked Brents to come in for an interview on November 23rd, 2004. And to their surprise, not only did he show up, but he also admitted to molesting the child. What the fuck, Brents? But for some terrible reason, he wasn't arrested right away. And it took months to get a warrant signed for his arrest. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, you guys. Because they don't want him back. They're like, you know that the warden was like, no, bro. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not taking that psychopath back. This gave Brent six months to wreak total havoc. Oh, no. And the opportunity to rape at least a dozen more people in the Denver area during those oh months. Oh, my God. You yeah, kidding Courtney. me? No, six months. I'm going to pass out. I, had, I, I feel legitimately lightheaded. Yes. Holy I'm shit. I'm going to spare you. I'm not going to go through every little detail of his crimes. Yeah. Because it's just way too much. But I will say that during these months, he mainly victimized sex workers. But he also mm. went after a woman alone in her apartment in Denver. Mm-mm. And a 67-year-old grandmother and her Mm-mm. 11-year-old twin grandchildren. Oh, my God. How yeah. is this real life? I don't know. But he invaded their home and then raped the grandmother and her twin grandchildren. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's just some things that just need to stay not true, right? I they know. just need to not have happened and never happened. Like, can't I we know. just draw a line? God, whoever's listening. Mm-hmm. Can't we just draw a line there somewhere? Right. Please? Please. He tortured and raped the three of them without mercy. <laughs> One of his victims had been out walking the day she was attacked. When she got to her front door, Brents rushed her and forced her inside. He then beat her ruthlessly and raped her before choking her until she blacked out. Oh my god. He would later admit that some of the victims he had he'd stalked for days before attacking them. He attacked men, women, and children, not caring one bit about who his targets were. He also attacked multiple people in the same day sometimes with just a few hours between the attacks. Mm. He said in just five days, he attacked more than six people. So many he lost count. How is this possible? Like, good God. It's like total spree kick crimes. Yeah. Crime spree. For six months. Super spree. This is a super spree. Yeah. And the police were just like, well, I got it. Yeah, you already have your guy. He should be in prison. If he's not in prison, after the 11th person came up in two days and was like, hey, I just got attacked, ruthlessly attacked by this fucking guy, you'd be like, oh, yeah, we know exactly who that is. Let's go get him now. Yep. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God. So while these crimes were being committed, police were kind of gathering evidence. I mean, I'm not going to give them any credit for anything. They fucking blew this so hard. But they did collect some evidence here and there. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. DNA collected from a few of Brent's victims eventually came back as a match to him. And eventually they were like, okay, we should go ahead and find the guy. 
He already confessed. <laughs> what else do you need? I know. I know. I know. Oh, my God. Despite a $20,000 reward being offered for information leading to his arrest and hundreds of tips, Brent's managed to elude police. I don't think they were really trying that hard. Uh, I don't think. Not. No. Uh, that would finally end on February 18th when a property manager from an apartment complex got a call from one of her tenants saying they thought someone was squatting in one of the empty apartments. When she arrived at the apartment to check things out, she said she came face to face with a man and woman who were inside the apartment having sex. I never could confirm if this was one of his victims or was a girlfriend or whatever, but right there, there they were. She said she knew right away that she was looking at Brent Brent's, his face had been all over the news for weeks, and she tried to run. Mm. Brents managed to grab her and pulled Mm-mm. her into the apartment before Mm-mm. she could get away. She tried to fight him off, but he managed to overpower her. He pinned her to the ground and started to choke her. Mm-mm. She eventually blacked out, and when she woke, Brents was gone. She was then able to crawl out of the apartment to the road for help. She later learned that after Brents choked her, he then hit her over the head multiple times with a two by four, fracturing her skull and almost killing her. Whoa. Yeah, it was one of those like she, she needed surgery and then months of, of therapies yeah, and rehabilitation of to get back. Jesus. And luckily she survived. I mean, she's really lucky. Yeah, that's amazing that she survived. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> just going to check on an apartment and then... i know doing her job just doing <sighs> her job brain damaged as a result yeah and she was on her way i think the next day before she she was like doing running errands and had a planned trip to go i don't remember where but she had a scuba diving trip for the that was going to start the next day oh God. and so she was like running her errands oh i should go check the apartment before i leave and fucking meets brent fucking jay brent's yeah <sighs> So Brents fled in the victim's car and also stole her cell phone. Thankfully, he was dumb enough to use her phone and police were able to trace his location. Well, I mean, he was in prison for like the whole time that cell phones were Right, he probably has no idea. Yeah, Yeah. right. And it was 2004, so like none of us knew about cell phones then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brand new. I'm actually surprised the police could trace them at that point. Seriously. So after a high-speed police chase, Brents was finally arrested. Uh, one of the cops was interviewed during that who was involved in the chase, and he said that uh, Brents went down a dead-end road. And we're in Colorado, right? So it's like all yeah. mountains. They kind of trapped him in a dead-end road, and he started to back into one of the troopers and was uh-huh. like fully prepared to push him off a cliff. <sighs> but didn't. They were able to stop him. My God. So once in jail, he was held on a $25 million bond wow is that the highest of all time that has to Probably. be the i mean other than like it. no bond but yeah yeah <laughs> I get, yeah at that ju- point what is even the point right the judge was yeah. clearly just trying to be like oh now we're gonna keep him in jail like thanks so much for that i mean let's give aurora police a credit for one second because they're literally fighting evil at all turns out there so <laughs> This is just another day in the yeah. fucking park for them. Like, we're Seriously. so flabbergasted, but they're like, have you ever heard of Aurora? Do you yeah. know what we're up against have, here, you guys? Seriously. We have like, our have, fucking have work watch for us. Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Like, exactly. that is Aurora. I was going to say, just... it's like literal demons coming yes. up from the ground. Yes. There's a hell mouth, guys. Like, right. Exactly. We're doing the best Buffy. we can. 
Yeah. Uh, Speaking of, it would come out later that it wasn't just the Aurora police that had failed their community by letting Brents walk out of the police station after admitting he'd molested a child, but the Denver police failed as well. Mm. Brents attacked a sex worker one night as she was walking through an alley in downtown Denver. After he raped her at knife point, she called the police immediately. Like, what a brave woman. Seriously. They took a report and she even agreed to do a rape kit. But those samples would take months to be tested for DNA, and then those results wouldn't be submitted to police for comparison for another few months. She was one of Brent's first victims in that six-month crime spree, but they didn't connect her case to him until after he was already arrested. It shouldn't matter because he already admitted to molesting a child in the police station. So why are we even collecting evidence? We don't need it. Yes. He broke his probation he should go to jail forever yes they look at tippity tap oh oh look at this very lengthy criminal and sexual abuse yeah. history and he admits yeah. to doing this uh, we need to put him back in jail you yeah. gotta go back you're going back mm-hmm. in so they're like no um, we really need to build a case against this guy so right exactly that was their excuse that is back. what the yeah the aurora police did say eventually like we needed to build a case against him Fucking no bullshit. you don't I am sure that it was probably a violation of his probation to even be near that child, period. Exactly. Yes, And he should have been put back in jail. Yep. So the officers who took the woman's report were sure to mention that she was a known sex worker, even though that had nothing to do with her being attacked by Brent's. Nope. Denver police also failed to follow up when one of Brent's victims managed to get his license plate number. Oh my God. And they never looked into it. Oh God. I'm like actually having a physical reaction, like, like yeah. weird hives. I'm having hives or something. Yeah. Yes. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah. The key, the car, I don't know if it was registered to him, but the car would have led the police to his residence. And once again, it doesn't matter because he already admitted to doing the crime. Yes. So leading up to his trial, prosecutors offered Brent's a plea deal. If he pleaded guilty, Mm -mm. they would allow him to serve time out of the state. Mm -mm. Brents was sure he'd be killed if he stayed in Colorado, so he agreed to the plea. Valid. But also, no, this guy doesn't get a fucking plea deal. Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, I think they were like, if we take him to trial, it will last 700 years. Like, the charges against him were so big. The charges against him included attempted murder, sexual assault, kidnapping, child abuse, sexual assault of a child, menacing, burglary, and robbery. Mm. He ended up with a total of 66 separate sentences, which were ordered by the judge to be served consecutively. So one has to be complete before he can start the next. Right. In total, he was sentenced to 1,509 years in prison. Once again, is that a record? I have never heard of a number that high. Right? Well, it was 20, like They're one... just like, it's like fake information. It's like when you talk to a kid and you're like, how much, you know, money do you want to make? $25 million. Exactly. Like, right? How long they're are like, you going to well, jail? 1,000 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole thing, I feel like it was just a, such a showboat. Like, oh, well, yeah. we're going to th- really throw the book at him. And yep. if we look tough now, then people ignore the fact that we completely failed them. Like, completely yep. failed them. Exactly. Exactly. Cool, guys. Yep. 
nice, a nice uh, hyperbole, but we would really have appreciated some fucking follow-up injustice in the first place. Right. Yep. Um, so this only included 12 of his known victims, and it's suspected that he attacked dozens and dozens more during oh, his sure. months-long crime spree. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, I think if you were attacked or raped in 2004, you know, like, in this time yep. period, it was probably him who did it. Yeah. Because he just, yep. that's all he did. So once in prison, Brents agreed to be interviewed by crime journalist Amy Hurdy, uh, which some of her articles I did use to help write the story. She decided she wanted to learn more about why Brents committed these crimes and was able to interview both him and his mother and sister. Hmm. She makes it pretty clear in her articles and then later in the book that she wrote about him that she found herself feeling some sympathy towards the man who committed these truly terrible crimes. Hmm. This is this is what Brents told her. Mm-hmm. So according to Brents, he was raped and physically abused by his father from the age of four until he was eight. Hmm. He said his dad would threaten him with a knife often and one time threatened him with a gun. Brent said during one fight, his dad beat him so badly he broke the orbital bone around his eye. Brent said he was sexually abused by his mother as well, starting at the same age. This abuse continued until he was 13. Hmm. At about nine years old, Brent said he began stalking people on his paper route and that he was actively training to become a predator. Uh He told his psychiatrist in prison that he had sexual interactions with both of his siblings and that he was molested by more than one neighbor. His mother adamantly denies that any of this abuse happened to her oldest son when he was a child. And his father died in 2004, so he can't tell his side of the story. But Brent's Hmm. also told one of his victims that his dad was murdered when he was eight, but then he did he died of like a heart attack in 2004. Like the guy is a liar, right? Yeah. And I would normally say like, we always just assume the victim is telling the truth. And then if a child says he was, uh, you know, an adult says he was molested as a child, we believe him. Right. But in this case, like, how do you believe anything that this guy says ever? Right. Right. So medical records show that Brent's did have a fractured orbital bone as a teen, but the cause of the break is not known. He was also removed from his home for a short period of time as a kid, but no charges were ever filed against his parents. And I couldn't find like details. I think he was removed from the home because of claims against his parents, but the no charges were brought and he was given, they were given, Brent's went back to their custody. Uh-huh. Uh, and by most accounts, he was the one victimizing his parents. Right. right. So in an interview with NPR, Brent said, quote, the guy next door might have seen me getting my ass kicked as a kid. And if he would have said something to somebody, maybe somebody would have done something. Or the teacher that saw the bruises on me. I mean, there's just so many people who could have done things. Mm-hmm. During his interviews with Amy Hurdy, it was important to him that she didn't see him as a monster and understood he was a victim in his own right. Amy said her opinion of him did start to change over time, and she found herself feeling sorry for him. Interesting. But those who study criminal minds as a career say that Amy is most likely just another one of Brent's victims who he takes pleasure in manipulating and controlling any way he can. Right. When he asked to weigh in on the relationship between Amy and Brent's forensic psychologist, Dr. N.G. Burrell said, quote, he wants her attention and he wants her to write about him. 
This is his last opportunity to hook another person in to engage in a seduction. Mm-hmm. Eric Hickey, a criminal psychologist, was interviewed about Brent's, and he said he has interviewed many people like Brent's over the years, and they are all well-practiced at using words they think the listener wants to hear. Yeah. Quote, in psychology, we use the term semantic aphasia, which means they know the words to the song, but they don't feel the music, which I think is very good way to put it. A very good way to put it. Dead on. Right. Yeah. So he, in my mind, and again, I don't know. I don't want to say that he wasn't. It, there's a good chance he was ab- abused and raped as a child, right? But I, I mean, there's a I, very, I mean, something fucking happened to this guy. Right. Something. Yeah. But he also knows the things, the right things to say to get, to manipulate oh, people into feeling yes. sympathy yep. towards him. Yes. You know, and so saying the words, but not feeling the feelings is, is this guy. Yeah. Uh, Hickey also said it was interesting that Brents, who claimed he wanted to be interviewed in order to help others to not turn out like him, chose to talk with a reporter rather than a psychologist. Mm-hmm. If he had really wanted to get to the bottom of why he was the way he was, then he would need to start with a professional, not a reporter who might be more easily manipulated by him. Right. So when Brents was confronted with this, he became defensive and said psychologists can't be trusted. Quote, psychology has crap to do with crap. Bottom line is basic psychology in life is if you treat somebody like shit, you're going to grow up and you know, not every one of them, but a good majority of them are going to have a shit life. Which I don't think psychologists actually think that. I think that it's probably in a lot, most cases, the opposite. That shitty shit happens to you as a child. And the yeah. vast majority of people grow into, like, grow up to be empathetic oh, yeah. and caring and, like, yes. want to do better for those around them because they were abused and neglected for as sure. children. For sure. Right? Yes. Yes. After listening to two 20-minute interviews of Brent's, Hickey said that Brent showed clear signs of being a psychopath. Hickey said, quote, these are people who don't have a sense of guilt or shame. They tend not to avoid embarrassing situations or painful situations because they don't have those emotional responses. Yep. So he doesn't give two shits, right? No, no. Yeah. No, no fear, no shame, no, no, Mm -hmm. no consequence. Doesn't give a fuck. Probably loves it, relishes in it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'm still quoting Hickey, the psychologist. There's a misconception about psychopaths that they don't have any emotions at all. That's not true. They do have hate and anger. Mm-hmm. Hickey says a psychopath doesn't feel in control of himself, so he gets satisfaction from controlling other people. Yep. In Brent's case, which is as extreme as it gets, he gets that control through rape. Yep. So Amy Hurdy still stands by her work with Brent's, saying she hopes to shed light on why predators like Brent's do what they do. She wants to bring attention away from what women need to do to protect themselves and start talking about why men rape women and how to avoid creating monsters like Brent's. Amen. Same, same, same. Many of Brent's victims are appalled by her work and think she is just glorifying a monster and making him seem sympathetic when in fact he's nothing but pure evil. Yep. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
in line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amy Hurdy has profited hugely from her relationship with Brent's. Mm-hmm. She got a book deal from her articles and accepted a movie deal based on her book. Mm-hmm. She even quit her job as a journalist. Yeah, And I got the impression that she was just sort of like, it became so unethical what she was doing that she had to quit. She couldn't. Wow. She couldn't continue to work as a journalist. Wow. So a few of Brent's victims who are willing to speak about their experience with him say they are doing all they can to move on, and they mostly just want to forget a monster like him exists. No doubt. They won't give him the power to control them anymore, and they refuse to live their lives in fear. Four of his victims filed a lawsuit against the Aurora Police Department for their inaction and negligence in this case. They would eventually settle out of court with a department for $240,000, which they split four ways, receiving $60,000 each. Mm-hmm. And that is God. the story Ugh. of Brent J. Brents. <laughs> oh, God. Excuse me while I fucking remove all of my organs and bleach them and put them back in because they are so saturated with terror and confusion and more questions than answers because mm-hmm. WT fuck you guys. What is that? Where does it come from? Where does it come from? I know. I thought, I thought that this one had enough details that I was like, we'll get to the bottom of it. We'll figure this out. God. No. <laughs> There's just no figuring it out. No, it's rotten to the core all the way around. Everything about it. And it sounds like the the woman, I mean, God, if she wasn't profiting massively and being like super um, unethical, like which mm-hmm. just makes it way worse, like makes matters so much worse, right? Because mm-hmm. I agree. I want to know. I personally want to know. And I want people to be able to identify these things early and intervene. I want people to be able to identify them as they're happening and avoid them or fight back or whatever. You know, like I believe in a world where we can make better people, right? I think that we're doing right. a lot wrong and like we could pull back and do some of those things better and that things would improve significantly. Would they be perfect? Probably not, but I think they would get a lot fucking better, right? Right. But the thing I really need to know, scientific world, is if some people are just born bad. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I really don't. It goes against everything that I am to believe that that's true, but it just also doesn't make sense that some people are this bad (laughs) right and i think that like the antisocial personality disorder um i'm sure it's like all mental health diagnosis where it's a it's a range right so it's you've got people on the extreme end of it like brent's and you know and say that he was victimized as a child it's very likely and that just sort of like pushed his yes antisocial disorder to the 10th degree you know like but yeah. i think that he in t- like technically i guess i wouldn't say born bad but he was definitely born with off right like with this 
this uh, mental Predis- health yeah, predisposition. issue. Yeah, his yes. brain isn't, like, whatever it is that makes that happen in your chem- body chemistry, in your brain activity, whatever it was, he was yep. born with, for sure. Yep. And, yep. you know, I think that as we understand mental health more in general, yep. we'll be able to explain these people better. Totally. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that brain damage thing, man, that really just, it all seems to come back to that again and again and again and again. If a if a person is born with the predisposition, they get bonked in the head in just the right way, mm-hmm. there's a really good chance they're going to become a very, very violent individual. Right. And so who knows, chicken or egg, but oh my God, I... I just, I just want to know, and I don't know that I ever will, but that's like the whole point of doing this. <laughs> and I don't feel like I've gotten that much closer is the frustrating part. <laughs> you know what? I feel like through this process, I have definitely learned so much more about my own mental health and it helps me understand, yep. Yep. you know, like I've said it a thousand times, like how is it possible that somebody could just do these things? But when I think about how my brain controls everything, yeah. right? Like how... You get a little, little medication and then you suddenly yeah. don't, yeah, like it, it's all about chemistry, right? And yeah. uh, some things can't really be treated completely away, but, you know, just how, how much, how so much of our impulse control and like, you can't control it. It's, you know, you can't yeah. stop it. You can't, you can't make somebody have true empathy for others if they just physically can't. Yep. do that like whatever that is serotonin dopamine i don't know what it is yeah. but like you know how do you physically f- get somebody to do that i don't know so then those were like i can i could get it i get it if your brain is just not functioning the way it needs to be and it's yeah. not giving you the signals and the hormones or whatever that you need to not be a terrible person then you just have these urges and impulses and don't give a shit and just do what you want and Absolutely. victimize and terrorize and the interesting uh, thing about it is that they have a like an internal kill switch is what I've sort of come to realize recently. There's a woman on my mistress TikTok, my best friend in the world, TikTok, where I've learned <laughs> literally everything I need to know about life. Um <laughs> somebody i was at a dinner party with a bunch of like fancy people over the weekend and tiktok came up and i was like okay listen you all just it is not what you think it is and everyone needs to just like shut the fuck up i didn't say that but i was like just go on tiktok guys you don't know what you're talking about right (laughs) it's got such a funny reputation and laura is now on board she loves tiktok she fully gets it but she's like yeah she's right it's not what you think it is anyway yeah Um, no it really is and i never understood it until i got on there and i was like oh wait actually this is very interesting it's kind of like having magic access to magic um (laughs) um so anyway there's a woman on there who is a diagnosed uh sociopath there's also lots of diagnosed narcissists and stuff but one woman kept showing up on my page and she was saying you know i don't have i have no shame i have no fear um, there's no there's no consequence in my world. It doesn't exist. And she was saying, you know, she's taken a job. She's not violent, but she's very impulsive. And um, her it's sort of for her manifested more in hurting herself, like making decisions that would ultimately hurt her, but she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was saying she's quit everything, like packed up her life, took taken a job 
you know, across the country, was excited about it when she took the job, got there and quit four days later, you know, and had sacrificed everything to do that. And it made me think about like Trump. And I said this when Trump ran for president, I was like, what a dumbass! If he just lays low, he'll get away with all of his crimes, right? The guy clearly is a criminal. And most of his money has come through immoral or illegal means, right? Right. And so just lay low, bro. Just like be a billionaire. Quote, yeah, you're quote, almost there. Like you know, and then just almost, yeah. die and be have done it. But when she said that, I was like, oh my god, no, they can't. They don't right. care about the money. The money is just a scratching that itch. It's just the right. the thing he doesn't that, care about jail time either or the threat of jail. No, not at all. No, he doesn't not care at about all. ruining his children's lives. He doesn't nope. care about any of that. No, he only Burn cares it all about down and the take attention. the world. Yes. With them. Yeah. Whatever the thing is, whatever the new thing is. And I think quite frankly, he likes to be engaged with litigation. You know, he's like, fuck yeah, this is exciting. Let's fight it. Let's absolutely creating chaos. One hundred percent. Yes. So they will eventually take themselves down. Like serial killers all you know, they all will eventually take themselves down. It's just like how many victims in the meantime and how do we as people who do not have a lack of you know, really essential chemicals or mm-hmm. parts of our brains that aren't firing accurately, you know, like, how do we identify, avoid, like, we just don't really know how to treat, you know, we, the system is just not set up for that. It's set up in a very black and white way. And I think we're realizing that it's so much more nuanced and that, you know, I think you can, you can explain, I don't know what, 95% of what people do dangerous things that people do you could it's based on trauma right like i think that's Mm -hmm. like step one let's start addressing trauma let's start intervening let's start taking care of quote-unquote bad kids versus punishing them right Right. i think that's like pretty fucking clear yep but then (laughs) like when the bad kids get too bad or they get their heads bonked or whatever then what do you do what do you do with a guy like this that jail doesn't want him the mental institution doesn't want him his mommy doesn't want him like then what yeah kill him i don't think so i don't want to believe in that but predator island you know what do we do right but then if you do predator island then it's just like a hierarchy of predators and those predators are victimized and we don't want to continue to you know it's just like yeah how do we no you know what happens i don't know you know what happens australia so (laughs) <laughs> maybe we need to look into this a little deeper yeah, because that place out is fine <laughs> they're great what a sexy bunch of babes out there right? surfing <laughs> melting down their guns like so maybe we should uh look a little further into predator yeah Island. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See what maybe i need to frame myself and get there quick well and i don't know the history of what crimes were committed by those that got put on australia put put on australia <laughs> anyway but like we're, they weren't like hardened murderers right it was Tiny, probably like only listen there's only one way to find out <laughs> rather than researching it let's just test yeah. it and be like no we're setting up a control <laughs> to work backwards to find out who were the people <laughs> in australia and were they as bad as these people uh, and be like uh, we could just give you that information but you're like no nope 
No. Let us do it our way. Courtney's going <laughs> to join in, t- take notes in the in the inst- in the off chance that this goes well. She wants <laughs> to be an early adopter. Like she wants to purchase property on Predator Island. She wants to like <laughs> you know get in on the ground floor, oh. if you will. <laughs> Like dodging uh, cannibals and fucking. <laughs> I just hope this goes well, guys. God, <laughs> can everybody just take it down a notch? Like climbing up to the top of a mountain, very overstimulated right now. <laughs> yeah, like missing limbs and things. Oh god. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know. I don't know that we ever will. I mean, I think that the whole karmic fucking point of shit is for there to be good and evil and blah, 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 whatever. But damn it, I want to know. Yep. Real bad. Yep. <sighs> but not at the expense of fucking innocent people. Oh, no. God. Uh, oh, God. Get it together. Please Ugh. get it together. Aurora. No. I just... Should we close Aurora? Does Aurora need a break? Does it need like a, right? a, a break out? and an like exorcism? Bath? Like a hot bath. Yeah, it needs a bath. bath. Yes. A thorough saging. Right. Let's get all those witches together that were teaching Brent Brents his witchcraft and redirect their energy to saging Aurora. (laughs) (laughs) Stick with me, guys. I have got it all figured out. Predator Island, witches saging Aurora. I think we're going to be okay. 100%. Yeah, not to totally disparage Aurora, because I don't know. I've never been there, but man, it's... Tell us, people, who who lives in Aurora. Yeah. Remember that that case that you covered that was in, like, Wisconsin or something? Like, barefoot Wisconsin, and we were like, damn, that place sounds really haunted and cursed uh-huh. and like three people were like oh yeah it's a whole thing there's like uh-huh. books about it there's a documentary Barefoot, wisconsin <laughs> you know what I, remember what i'm talking about yeah 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 yes. yes and everyone's like oh oh yeah that and then some this place is yes. bad is bad to the bone so right. yeah some places just are yeah i don't know what i don't know do? either i didn't do it Speaking of Brent Brents and Barefoot, Wisconsin. <laughs> Is it guys, name time? Should we uh, take a hard right into name time like yes, you? Yes, let's do it. Yeah. It's name time. Okay, smaller list this week because the last couple of um lists i feel like i stocked up over like two weeks at a time so yeah i got some goodies got some greaties um pharmacist who owns a pharmacy at someone's a listener's child's pediatric clinic is seymour wiener it's <laughs> <laughs> a good one <laughs> those parents really nailed that one they really did <laughs> they really did somebody said guys resident of kill ireland here Someone is listening to They yes. Will Kill from Kill Island, Ireland. <laughs> Kill Island is the name of my um, <laughs> Your predator island. Experiment. Yeah. Kill Island. Half an hour from here, they said, is a place called Killcock. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Killcock Co Kildare, if you're Googling it, they said. <laughs> I love it all. Yes. Um, 
Karen Anger. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Karen. <laughs> Poor Karen oh, Anger. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. I know so many Karens and love so many Karens. And boy, oh boy. But that one in particular, Karen Anger. Aren't they all? Rob Riggle. <laughs> um, Christmas Fish. <laughs> <laughs> so good not only is your name christmas it's christmas fish uh sadie found a ginger spoon yeah we have rats we have two rats and we're getting two more and their rat breeder is her name is ginger spoon. ginger spoon <laughs> and can't wait to meet her i hope i have a very clear image of what she looks like oh for yeah. sure for sure for yeah. sure i feel like she's gonna be wearing a a, like a smocky quilted dress that like an elementary school teacher would 100 percent, yes right yep. yep yeah she's yeah she's pretty much miss miss frizzle from exactly uh, magic what, what's school it called? or whatever yes yes and she'll have seasonal spices um pumping in the house like scents, <laughs> you know totally You're walk yep. into a full fucking pumpkin spice wonderland yes um or ginger gingery gingerbread wonderland per her name <laughs> um and last but not least i was watching um i've realized that if i watch house hunters in the morning while i do my peloton i'm more likely to do my peloton <laughs> pro tip yeah. it really works do it um you know i love a southern name and today i was watching Ch- chattanooga tennessee and the husband's name was rank oh their, my god their daughter's name was law and their son's <laughs> name was McLean. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i law? love southern names law Seriously? Rink, law and McLean. and the wife's oh name god. was ashley so she didn't get included but, but god that's I love amazing southern names. rank mm-hmm. i can't remember what it was short for but it was like rink rinkland or rink rod or something but rink <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ridiculous, who do we have to shout out today? Oh my who, gosh, I know. Who, hey, am, who um, amongst you is paying for our Patreon these days? Amazing people, amazing people. And please remember that we are still in September. So if you signed up recently, we'll, we'll get there, we promise. But we, we just hit September. We're doing good. Yeah, we're doing good. But again, it's quali- quality over quantity. I want right. to make these special. You people are special. It's the yes. least we can do. So it just takes yep. time because, you know, I don't have an unlimited supply of genius up here, guys. <laughs> the Speaking Lord of- blesses me in small patches. <laughs> Speaking of Australia, mm. uh, thank you so kill much. Kill Island, Kill Island. To one of our Australian listeners, Christine Y. Christine, why you gotta be so sexy with that walk that everybody stops and turns their head and says, I didn't mean to objectify you, but you're just so magnetic in who you are. And I can tell from the way that you're walking down the street that you're radiating brilliance and you're radiating strength and you're radiating kindness and you're radiating coolness and you're radiating... Um, heat, heat, because it rhymes with street. Lots and lots of heat, (laughs) walking down the street and radiating heat. Again, I apologize for objectifying you, but Christina, why you gotta do me like that? (laughs) 
<laughs> it was Christina, right? Christine. 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 God, I'm glad I checked. <laughs> Christine, why you gotta do me like that? <laughs> From the beginning to the end, sometimes I lose, yes. I lose track. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> it's a lot of, it takes a lot of mental capacity to pump out these small batch b- b- brilliances. Oh, thank you so much to Kat. You cat university welcome to the first ever convocation at cat university what is cat going to teach us today at cat you well cat is going to tell you about how to be better than everybody else but in a very humble and understated way because cat is one of those people that walks into a room uh, after having passed Christina Y on the street radiating heat and says, hey, (laughs) listen, I got got some things to tell you about. And everybody's like, oh, wait, let us guess. Are you going to tell us how to be effortless? Are you going to tell us how to be um, sparkling? Are you going to tell us how to captivate? Like that Marilyn Monroe thing that people talk about where you just zing and all of a sudden everybody's looking at you and everybody wants to know who you are and all about you. And Kat's like, well, yes, that's just Cat University 101. Second level of at Cat University <laughs> includes uh, how to juggle, how to multitask things and make people think, wow, she can really do it all. Um, it also includes... Uh, reaching for the stars, believing in oneself, as I've done to get to this point in life. And then also, you know, remaining humble, because nobody likes a braggart. Take it from me. Professor, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, (laughs) laureate? Is that what it is? Um, Yeah, right? Yeah, there you go. Cat, (laughs) you! I didn't graduate. It's oh like a God. fever dream. <laughs> one of I'm my so best confused. friends. <laughs> one, of, one of my best friends cannot listen to the podcast. She's so scared by true crime. She cannot do it. She finally listened to the episode with um, QC the other day. QC, who's fucking piece oh. of shit husband, murder her. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's so excited. She's like, I just listened to an episode. She's like, I was so engrossed. I missed my exit. Great, great compliment. And then she was like, wait, you didn't graduate? <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zoe has uh, like double masters from fucking like Smith, Columbia, um, whatever NYU's graduate business school is, yeah. Stern. Nope. Yeah. Why bother? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really heard from her so since. <laughs> Sorry to let you down. She's like, you are at my a few notches. <laughs> I invited you to be around like, all these other. Not like graduating from Humboldt State University is some like you know, prestigious <laughs> honor, right. Sadie. Like, prestigious not not honor. <laughs> no, Zoe's the most fucking uh, down to earth person I have literally yeah. ever met in my life. So, but it was uh, funny. She also values really academics greatly, so I think it blew her mind. But. <laughs> 
<laughs> Five years full time, three point eight GPA, didn't graduate. Uh, Couldn't be bothered. Now no. we know why. Uh, Had I been medicated, maybe mommy could have, have. Um, rounded it out at the end there. But you could have done on like two years. <laughs> Seriously, instead of like, I'm just going to keep hyper focusing on new subjects for five years. And move to Portland because I'm sick of Port Humboldt. <laughs> God. Oh, the signs were so clear all along. Anyway. Uh, thank you so much to Biz B. Shut <laughs> your mouth. Listen, I'm, I'm just going to hand the fucking microphone over to Biz B, and you can take it from here. All of it. Take my job. Take my life. You're going to do it better. You have already done it better. That's so cute. That's so cl- just... Mm, perfect perfection what does that stand for what is it short up for it doesn't matter it doesn't Don't need know. to be short for anything it doesn't biz b biz b <laughs> is that one word or two two words b i s b no b i z biz b yep. b e e yeah once again biz i don't i i'm done i retire i'm retiring <laughs> from life because biz b can do it better and just take it from here. You can have it. Yeah, done. I picture you taking your microphone out of its stand right now and just dropping it on yeah. the floor. <laughs> Do you hear my, yeah. hear my headphones rattling? Yes. Is that good fo- fo- Foley? Am I a good Foley artist? <laughs> Sometimes you don't know. You think you know a word like Foley artist until it just comes flying out of the... <laughs> back of your mind like what how am i aware that that's what those people are called i don't know <laughs> thank you bisbee i love thank you. you i worship you i fucking Charity. i lay down i lay down i lay it all down it. and last but not least let's round it out yes with- another australian listener okay kill island kill island who's <laughs> on kill island thank you so much to sharni m oh man sharni i don't want to give too much away but they live on prospect road and prospect shop <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that means but i love it if i was sharni my name was sharni and i lived in prospect road and prospect shop Oh my God. You know, when you watching Instagram and somebody's like, oh, welcome to my architectural digest tour of my house. And you're like, I really want to like you because I love your style. Uh-huh. Well, Sharni would be the person who you get to like them and you get to admire their style. Yes. You know what I mean? When they're walking through. It doesn't feel like pretentious or put upon. It just feels like effortless and we all know those people like i know people i go into their house and they have great style they have great their house looks so cute and Mm -hmm. you really like them and you're just so happy about it you know that there's like comfortable and like yes yes yeah it's kind of like when really hot people are also cool (laughs) (laughs) that's funny that's like yes you know what i mean it's like oh shit you're you're I like looking at you and you're also not horrible to be around. <laughs> I'm so glad that pretty privilege is a thing that people are talking about now because that shit is right. driving me crazy. 
uh-huh. my whole damn life. I think they said that a long time ago that can we please, please get influencers who are not just drop dead fucking gorgeous or even like activists. I mean, everybody who people pay attention to has to be stunningly beautiful and mm-hmm. I'm sick of it. So, so Charney is not, is uh, everything I just said, activist, influencer, gorgeous hot funny and you get to like them at the same time yes the perfect magical combination the unicorn that journey and what a great name i don't know if i've ever heard that's what i mean yeah before and i love it yeah yes you get named charney and you just get to come out one of those people it's like I, I don't know how that works. I don't know the combination. I'm not having children, so I can't test it out. But I do feel like if you name your kids things like Sharni and your children's names, they're just going to be, they're going to do better. I they got a so. leg up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or Biz B, who is me now, who I just gave my whole life to. <laughs> because I, w- I want them to take over. I just know it's going to be better. <laughs> it's in my best interest. It's in everyone's best interest. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> hey, um, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being here. And if you want to spend more time with us, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or TikTok, or YouTube at They Will Kill. You can go to our website, theywillkill.com, and you can email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, revate, rate, revate, revate, please. Revate us. Mm-hmm review subscribe <laughs> yes we got like we got five, some really uh, nice yes yes really please, nice reviews can, you guys please 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 if you are willing go review us it's so That's helpful right. it's so nice. you know we just hit a 400 reviews on apple podcasts i saw that, Isn't that crazy? and we have a bunch on well you don't do reviews on spotify but we have like almost 400 ratings on spotify i know really Holy yeah, shit. I never go to Spotify. So, yep, solid four point five on both platforms. Much like my um, yeah, an unended college career, <laughs> doing good, <laughs> solidly, <laughs> just above average, solidly. Hey, I still have a hundred percent positive feedback rating on eBay. Woo woo! <laughs> go to Sadie's eBay store if you want her shit. <laughs> yeah, good luck finding it. Um, I do have like a. I don't remember what the number is on Uber. Um, I think I have like a 4.7. I think it's five and I think I have a 4.7 and I am mystified wow. about how I lost 0.3 points. Weird. I feel like I am an impeccable Uber consumer. Uber. Yeah. I mean, I tip, I am never late, late getting out. I huh. have had a couple of interactions in New York where people couldn't find me. And we're like, you got to come walk here. And it's like 11 blocks away. Okay. So that's probably what it is. Thank you for helping me process that. (laughs) I was so just, I was devastated. I was devastated. I was like, yeah. (gasps) What did I do wrong? Yeah. Such a white woman thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Me? That's so perfect. Have you seen his face? Oh, God. Oh, hey, thanks. Uh, speaking of nice faces, thank you so much, AJ Bergans, for our music. Thank you so much. And remember. Oh, my God. I don't even have anything prepared. Um, uh, oh, 
listen, if you just let a sociopath just spin around out there on Predator Island long enough, eventually they're going to burn themselves out. Eventually they're <laughs> going to tell on themselves. Eventually they're going to do enough of the crazy things mm-hmm. that, you know, I think it's Police like... have to pay I, attention. <laughs> somebody's going to have to fucking pay attention. God. I was talking to my business partner about this and... You know, I'm somebody who has very strong pattern recognition. So I'm all, I think that's what makes me overly optimistic because I'm like, I don't know. I just recognize patterns. I'm really good at it. I always have been. And so when historical things, when we're in precedented times as we are now, um, I'm usually the calm one in the group because I'm just, I just know it's temporary. Right. And that was something that, that sort of solidified that for me a little bit more is like, okay, part of the reason that bad people only stay in power for so long is because they eventually their kill switch flips right right and they stop themselves like we can have some hand in stopping them but they also eventually will do enough to themselves in pursuit of the fucking high that they're looking for you know like hitler ended up on fire in a ditch like everybody ends up on fire in a ditch eventually (laughs) you know so that's why you know this the history just keeps going around and around and around and around and ugh. like this is just Ooh. our generation's bad stuff i don't want to be oh. in the bad stuff but this is it oh. we're here Sucks. it's unavoidable we're just not that smart just much like americans <gasps> who so many people sent me the millard fillmore yo millard fillmore book or yo millard i think it's called <laughs> Oh, yeah. The backlash for us not knowing the presidents. I loved it. I loved it. I was asking for it, clearly. Clearly. (laughs) Yeah. I did look up Millard Fillmore, and I I think he succeeded uh, Zachary Taylor. And there's all this stuff about the Whig Party, and Millard was vehemently anti-slavery, which is good. Thumbs up for that, Millard. But um, beyond that, not super notable. Notable enough to have a children's book written about him, but... Well, and one of them died, and then the other one died, right? Like... Well, I think Zachary, I think that he, nobody wanted Millard, but Zachary died and then they just got him and everyone's like, fine. (laughs) Right. I'm pretty sure. Like one of them wouldn't wear a coat to Oh, that was William Henry Harrison. That was William Henry Harrison. Right. But like, and then didn't Zachary Taylor take over for him and then he died too? It was like a bunch of Oh, was it? Was that's hilarious. Tell us again, people. Tell us again. Yeah. See, (laughs) maybe we did learn it in in history in central Indiana. (laughs) because i literally yeah. relearned it this week and have already forgotten it so god help us maybe uh, the call is coming from inside the house courts uh-huh. yeah maybe for the two sisters that have like the worst fact recognition like recall recall so bad so bad, so bad. that i'm constantly like have i covered the story <laughs> i know i know it's not out of disrespect it's out of no it's a real inability to remember proper honest inability but you know what we don't forget you guys we love you and that's why we keep coming back here because something inside of us every week is like wait i have i feel the strong love pulling me in the direction of my of this recording studio and then i find all this equipment like a you know like a a child finding its hand for the full for the first time (laughs) and then i log into my computer and here i am here we are. And it, it, let's just give ourselves a little pat on the back because if we're both just like so full, chocked full of ADHD, the fact that we have not only we pulled this mm-hmm. off in the first place, but that we have maintained it for yep. so long and yeah, continued to do it now, is three years. 
is a oh. testament to how much we love you. And good point. Uh, you yeah. know, but like yeah. that, uh, I don't know that. I don't know why, but we did. We're doing it. <laughs> hyper focus. I do know why. On you. We're obsessed forever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we love you. Thank you for being here, and we'll Thank see you, you next so week. Much. We'll see you really very soon, and we love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.